0: Hello, you are listening to Countdown Travels. My name is Susie and I'm a cruise addict and travel agent. And I recently took a cruise to Alaska with Norwegian Cruise Lines. So I'm here to share all about my cruise to Alaska. Welcome back. And again, this is my review of my cruise to Alaska with Norwegian Cruise Lines on the beautiful Norwegian Bliss. So I want to talk about why I... Booked this cruise. This cruise was not one that I booked as a cruise vacation because, as someone that works in the travel business, I sometimes get invited to uh, trade events, um, seminars at seas. And this was a seminar at sea. So a seminar at sea is a learning opportunity for travel advisors with the cruise line, and often they have different things that they that they talk about. So one of the things that we learned about was groups how to book groups and that is why I was invited by Norwegian on this one. So let's talk about uh, another reason why I wanted to book this cruise or actually go on this seminar was because I had never been to Glacier Bay National Park and not all cruise itineraries go there and from what I've heard from others that are really big into cruising to Alaska is you must go to Glacier Bay. So this itinerary included Glacier Bay. This is also the first cruise to Alaska for the 2022 Alaska cruise season. This cruise was a seven-night cruise uh, round trip from Seattle with stops in Juneau, Skagway, Ketchikan, Victoria, British Columbia, and of course cruising through Glacier Bay. So what? Let me talk a little bit about like where I'm coming from in terms of getting to the cruise, because I always kind of struggle a little bit when I have to fly out to Florida. I'm not a huge fan of having to fly, especially for long periods of time. And I was really excited about cruising to Alaska because it's only like a two and a half hour flight for me from California to Seattle. Initially, I was thinking... I could fly in the morning of, right? Like it's a short flight. I could totally make it there like way early in the morning. Something though told me not to. You guys know that like air travel right now is kind of tricky. It's crazy. So I decided to book a flight the night before. I figured I love Seattle. I could stay one night in Seattle, have dinner, hang out with friends. And I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad that I did because that weekend, President Joe Biden was in Seattle. So what do you think happened? A lot of the flights were canceled. As a matter of fact, a lot of the people that were supposed to board that ship weren't able to because of their flights being either majorly delayed or canceled. So I'm so glad that I flew in the night before. I took a flight, a nonstop flight from California to Seattle, and we decided to Stay at the Edgewater, which is, oh my gosh, I cannot express to you guys. If you have a little bit of extra money and you're going to Seattle, definitely check it out. Uh, I was picked up at the airport by one of my friends that lives out there. And I was traveling with two other fellow travel agent friends. It was my birthday. (laughs) So we went out to dinner to the boiling crab, I believe it's called. I can't remember. Or the crab pot. I think it's called the crab pot. And we had a really delicious birthday dinner, we stayed at the Edgewater, had breakfast at the Edgewater, which was fantastic. The morning of our cruise. And it is an amazing place to stay because it's walking distance to Pier 66. So if your cruise leaves from Pier 66, literally it is like a five minute walk. Not only is it pretty amazing in terms of proximity to the port but they also um, take your luggage for you so they have one of the bell bellhops actually push it in a cart give them a tip and you don't have to do anything which was really really great so embarkation I believe we had an 11 o'clock embarkation time so we walked to the edge um, I'm sorry we walked to the port from Edgewater and there was two lines when we got to pier 66 we handed over our bags excuse me let me backtrack we handed over our bags to the porters easy peasy process and then we waited in a really kind of lengthy line now just to be completely honest and sincere we were the first cruise back for the 2022 season so they were still kind of figuring stuff out i am very patient and i give a lot of grace because i know that for the past two years we have to. I mean there's new employees, there's new trainings, there's new technology and I saw that. I saw that at the pier and I know that people are doing their best. So I'm not one to complain. I'm being patient and we get through one line and then we get through and it's like I it was like literally four different lines. So one checked vaccines, one checked your arrive can which You have to complete before you should complete before arriving to the port, because to go into Canada now you have to complete a complete a separate different form and uh, state your reason of going, the dates that you're going to be there, how you're getting to Canada, are you fully vaccinated? So what was interesting was that I knew that going beforehand that Canada has this requirement because Victoria, British Columbia was one of our stops on this itinerary, so when we were at the port. There was like a huge section of people that uh, I guess had not done that. So they had to spend time during the port doing that. So we finally get through the entire embarkation process, which took us about, I would say an hour or so. We board the ship. I had been on the Norwegian Bliss before, so I kind of knew my way around. And then just recently I had cruised with, on the Norwegian Encore, which is her sister. So I'm very familiar with the ship, the ship layout. Um, we, being that we were, oh gosh, I want to say it was already closer to one o'clock. Our rooms were ready, which was really nice. So we head to our room to drop off our bags and I'm trying to remember what we did next. Did we go get something to eat? I think we might actually, I think we might've gone to Starbucks because this class ship has a huge Starbucks in it. And you guys know I'm a big fan of Starbucks. So we are kind of walking around you know having recently been on the encore we're kind of like comparing it like what's the same what's different um and one of the first things that we did is the muster drill which you started on the app and then you finish it with uh two of the crew members it literally took us like five minutes that is a one positive thing from this pandemic was how easy it is to do a muster drill uh what did we do after that I think I recorded like a room tour for my TikTok and again, a little shameful plug right now, but I do have a pretty active TikTok account. You can find me at cruising Susie on TikTok and there's a full complete room tour of our balcony stateroom that we had on that ship. And then we were off to explore. This cruise had 2,600 passengers and I honestly did not see a lot of kids on this sailing. It was pretty adult driven. Now, keep in mind that Norwegian Cruise Line is currently requiring anyone over the age of 12 to be fully vaccinated. So not only that, but we're kind of, you know, school's in session. So there was just very few children on the ship. Let me talk a little bit about our stateroom. So this was booked through the seminar at sea. We did not have a choice of what we got. And I actually love what we got. We got a balcony, ocean view balcony stateroom on deck 11. It was starboard side. That's the right side of the ship. We were kind of mid forward on that cruise, which it wasn't too much in the front. And I, it was just perfect. Honestly, like there was no weird vibrating, no weird noises. I really did enjoy that. Um I, I shared this room with a fellow travel agent friend, so it was my friend Yashi and I that shared this room. It was a great location, close to those uh, aft uh, not aft forward elevators. Uh, and I just loved this Ocean View balcony stateroom, and I will continue to tell my clients if you're going to cruise to Alaska, spend the extra money and get that Ocean View balcony stateroom. So let's talk about some of the highlights that Norwegian Cruise Line offers. Uh, they always have a free Etsy promotion, which includes alcohol, Wi-Fi minutes, beverage package, uh, which is the alcohol, shore excursion credit of $50 per port, and then a specialty dining package, depending on what kind of room type you, you get. In addition, sometimes you can even get like extra onboard credit, a bottle of wine, depending on who you book with and when you book. So that is really nice because a lot of the mainstream cruises uh, from other lines don't include that and so it's kind of nice to when you buy a cruise like you know you don't have to budget for example you know your beverages. The specialty dining is really fantastic with Norwegian cruise lines because I am a big foodie and I love trying different foods from different cultures or I'm just not like a hamburger and fries kind of girl like I love um, ethnic food and there's a lot of options. You have teppanyaki, you have Italian, you have French food, you have Mexican, you have barbecue. I mean, there's so many different restaurants on the ship that you could essentially try out. And as I mentioned before, I am a big fan of Starbucks, like huge, and they have an amazing Starbucks on the ship. Another highlight of this of this cruise ship is the observation lounge which is located at the very front of the ship it's just i want to say it's about three three to four decks of pure glass and it's so amazing for alaska because it was chilly this was a this was a cold cruise and to be able to see take in all the sights from the outside from the inside without feeling cold was amazing Another highlight of this ship that I love, especially for Caribbean cruises, is the waterfront. The waterfront is located on deck seven or eight, if my memory serves me correctly. I think it was deck eight. And it's just a promenade deck. And there's a lot of like comfortable seating. You have some of the restaurants um, have part of it on the waterfront. So you can dine outside. You can grab a cocktail it just it really takes your breath away i love the waterfront so for alaska this ship is a a great option so you have this one in the norwegian encore that's the sister that has a very same layout Um, and again there's a lot of places throughout the ship that provides you that indoor outdoor experience um, without being outside so what restaurants did i experience on the ship so their uh, main dining room is called the manhattan room and then they have two smaller restaurants called Taste and Savor, which offer the same things that they offer in the Manhattan Room. I, we had, I think we ate at Taste or Savor a couple times for breakfast uh, because I'm not a big buffet person. Uh, and then we had, I think, the Manhattan Room for a couple times during that cruise. We had dinner there as well. So specialty dining, uh, you can make the reservations before your cruise on your cruise ponder with Norwegian cruise lines, or you can also make them once you're on board. And we didn't have, um, the opportunity to make them before the cruise cause it was kind of a last minute cruise. So we made those reservations on the ship and we had no problem getting a uh, time to dine. Now, keep in mind though, that we were cruising with like two 20, let's say 2,500 people I think the capacity on that cruise is over 4,000. So that is something to keep in mind if once we return to more normal times with cruising is make sure you make those reservations well in advance if possible. We tried Los Lobos, which is the Mexican uh, restaurant on the ship. It's one of their specialty dining options. And it was great. It was fantastic, just like I remember it. And another one that we tried that just kind of blew my mind away was La Bistro which is a French cuisine. I had the best piece of filet I have ever had in my life. Like mic drop. It was cooked just perfectly, seasoned just perfectly. It was like, it just cut like butter. I mean, it was, it was amazing. If I cruise, and let me backtrack. When I cruise again with Norwegian Cruise Lines, I will definitely try Le Bistro again. Another one that was new for me, so La Bista was new for me. I never tried that one. And then Food Republic was one that I wanted to try. So my my goal as a travel advisor when I go on these cruises is to try as many things as I can to report back to my clients, right? Food Republic is an Asian fusion restaurant. So you had like, they, I think they call them um, Tijuana Fries, which is, Tijuana is a city in Mexico. So it had like meat, it had like gotija cheese, steak, and then you had like sushi rolls, you had ramen. It was just a kind of a eclectic type of dining experience. And my friend who loves Asian food was with me and she loved it. I thought it was so-so. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm i not too sure, quite frankly, I would try it again. But I'm not a big food. I'm not a big Asian food person. My family is. I, I, I'd, I'd rather have something else. Uh, we also tried Coco's desserts, which is one of the like chocolate dessert um oh my gosh i'm trying to blank it's like a bakery but it's not really a bakery because they offer like ice cream and shakes and uh crepes uh dessert shop maybe was <laughs> that what you call it and it was delicious it was uh, one is plenty to share by the way like we had a sunday and it was just really de- delicious And I just want to give a big shout out right now while we're talking about the restaurants and some of the food options. Again, going back to that Starbucks, some of my favorite crew on the ship were the baristas at Starbucks because we got to know them. And I'm just so thankful for them and their kindness. And they really made my week uh, an amazing one just because of just, yeah, I know just really like giving excellent service, but not only that, but being super friendly and kind. The buffet is called the Garden Cafe On with the Norwegian Cruise Lines. We ate there, I think, a couple times for lunch maybe and then a quick breakfast because when we when we cruise with on these cruise ships and we have seminars, we don't have a lot of time in the morning to go and have a sit-down breakfast. So we would go up there, grab an omelet. They have the, like, make-your-own-omelet stations. Well, not make-your-own. They make it for you. So yeah, I mean, it was just your average kind of uh, offerings. One thing that I do love about Norwegian is that they have a really good Indian section of their buffet and I love Indian food. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then uh, one area that I don't don't know a lot of people know about is in the observation lounge, they have small bites. So if you're up there and you just want to grab a bowl of fruit or a dessert or a small sandwich You can also grab some small, small bites there. So our first port of call was in Juneau, Alaska. And because we had taken advantage of the free Etsy promo, my um, $50 of of a shore excursion credit went a long way because I was able to book the aerial tram. And I think the aerial tram was 70 something dollars. So you do the math. It was a great, a great deal. Right where the port is at in Juneau, they have an aerial tram that takes you 1,800 feet up in the air. I had seen it the last time that I was there, but the last time that I was there, we actually went to Mendenhall Glacier, which takes you maybe about 20 minutes out to uh, the national park where Mendenhall Glacier is at, and we decided we wanted to to do something different. We did the aerial tram. Now keep in mind that this was the very first cruise to Alaska and it's still very early for the Alaska season. I don't, we were the only ship out there, the first ship and the only ship. So the Alaska season is just ramping up now and they're, you know, literally just starting up. So people in Alaska were super excited to see us, you know, some of the tour operators and local uh, shop owners and restaurants because you As you know, or I don't know if you know, but the Alaska season was started up kind of late last year uh, because it had shut down for the pandemic for quite a while. It was a rain-coolie day. A cool rain-coolie day. Oh, my goodness. It was a rainy, cool day. Um, We took a tram from the port to the little port area. Okay, so let me backtrack. Norwegian Cruise Lines has a different dock than Royal Caribbean. So... Norwegian stock is a little further out than Royal Caribbean's is. So we have to take a tram to go back to the port area where all the shops are at. So they had a tram that took us a complimentary tram or a shuttle. And then from there, we boarded the aerial tram that took us 1,800 feet up in the air. There's a restaurant, there's shops, there's hiking trails, there's view, beautiful views of the port and the ship. There was There was a lot of snow up there because again we went what the last week of April and then we did some shopping in Juneau we went to the Red Dog Saloon and yours truly had a duck fart which is a shot I don't remember what's in it but it was delicious we also had a glacier margarita uh, and enjoyed some very funny country music after that we headed over to Tracy's King Crab Shack and enjoyed some delicious King Crab Our second port of call on this cruise was Skagway, Alaska. In Skagway, the most popular thing to do there is to do the White Pass train. And we had done that last year when we went to Alaska with Royal Caribbean. So again, we were trying to really expand our knowledge of uh, the different ports and do different things. Now, keep in mind again, that we're still very early in the Alaska season. So a lot of the things that are generally offered were not offered. So we were just trying to, do something that we had never done before. We wanted to so bad run a Jeep and go to the Canadian border kind of following the same trail that the train takes. But when we got there, it was foggy and I i, I mean, there's snow all around us, not on the floor, but like in the mountains. I'm from California. I don't know how to drive in snow. And I had told my friends, I'm like, I don't feel 100% comfortable renting a vehicle. I don't know the road. I don't know how windy it is. I don't know where I'm going. And it looks foggy. There could p- potentially be snow as we're driving up the mountain. And it wasn't worth it for me to risk my safety and theirs to rent a car for the experience. I think maybe in a different time, like maybe later in May or in June, once the, some of the weather gets improves in terms of the snow, I might have felt a little more brave to do it but I'm very realistic and you know I don't want to put myself in danger or my friends in danger so we decided to just stay in town we did local shopping Skagway has a lot of history because it used to be a mining town during the gold rush days so all throughout the little um, port area they have um, murals and they have informational plaques that you can read about what happened you know during the time of the gold rush so that was kind of cool. We also enjoyed some coffee and got some fried dough at the Klond- Klondike dough shop. So we took it very easy and just kind of explored the town because the last time we were there last in October last year, a lot of the shops had closed down. So what's, the, what's funny about Alaska is for me, last year we were the last cruise to be in Alaska and this year we're the first cruise. So I got a taste on both sides. The next stop on our cruise was Glacier Bay. I can't even like explain to you guys how excited I was about going to Glacier Bay because a lot of the people that are like my hardcore Alaska cruisers had said I want an itinerary with Glacier Bay. So I've learned a lot. Uh, I learned that you have to be up early. I learned that especially on these ships, people head to the observation lounge for obvious reasons, but the coolest part about Glacier Bay is that they bring on a ranger from the national park from Glacier Bay national park. And they do a narration of what it's around us about, um, just everything from, you know, what kind of wildlife history, uh, and, It was so cool because you could hear the ranger announced on the cruise, the cruise ship's PA system. So even if you weren't like by the ranger, you could still hear him. And I really thought that was so cool. I'm a big person, like I'm a big learner of things. So I love to learn about history. I love to learn about my surroundings, not just see them, but learn about them. So one thing I have a big tip that I have if you're going to cruise to Alaska uh, and no matter what cruise you go on, if you're going to Glacier Bay, you got to wake up early to grab a good a good spot to see some of those outdoor views because during when you're cruising through Glacier Bay, you don't get off the ship. Um, you just you just cruise through it and then at you know you you pass by um, glaciers. So the main one out there is Marjorie Glacier, and that's the one that we the the ship kind of stops at that point and just does like 360 turns, um, that you can see the glacier and take pictures. Uh, it was cold. Uh, I would say, you know, if you were outside, definitely have to have a coat on and gloves and a hat and scarves. Cause it was, it was chilly. If you want to stay outside and kind of really take it all in, you have to be prepared for that. Especially if you're cruising early in the Alaska season. Another big tip, if you want to like really get those amazing views without being around a lot of people, and again, I don't know if I'm spilling the beans too much here, but go to the waterfront on Duck Eight. There wasn't a lot of people there. There was a lot of more people in the, the observation lounge inside, and then up on the lido. So, uh, bring binoculars if you can. That's another great tip if you're cruising to Glacier Bay. I'm so glad I got to experience it because. It's kind of one of those things that I, I, these glaciers are melting. And so um, I'm just kind of grateful that I was able to be a, a part of that and just, you know, be able to take it all in. So at this point, we're making our way back south through the Inside Passage. And our next port of call is Ketchikan. And Ketchikan just gives me all the feels. I mean, it's beautiful. It's green and It kind of feels really like, I don't know, like it's cozy to me. And we had a very short stay in Ketchikan because the next day we had to make a trek down back down to Victoria, British Columbia. But we signed up to attend the Lumberjack show, which is something that you can do in Ketchikan. And it was super funny. It was really cool. Definitely recommend if you're wanting to go to Ketchikan and get off the ship and do something easy, go watch the Lumberjack show. We booked it through the cruise line. But one thing that I want to mention, if you if you're a cruiser and you've been on Royal Caribbean, you've been on Norwegian, they don't dock at the same place. So Royal Caribbean docks right in front of the port. Norwegian does not. So, again, they had a shuttle that would take you down to the downtown port shopping area. So that's just something to keep in mind. I did hear Norwegians say, though, that they are working on expanding their port and adding shops and restaurants and a lumberjack show. So I would say stay tuned for that one. Our fourth port of call is Victoria, British Columbia. Now just remember, or if you don't know, Canada just opened up for cruise travel not that long ago. So we were, I think, only the sixth ship in since since they opened up to cruise ships again. And because of the Passenger Vessels Act, we have to stop there in Canada. There has to be an international port of call when a cruise starts and ends in a U.S. port of call. Our our stay there was very short. We ended up pulling in really late. It was like 8.30 p.m. We had booked a horse carriage ride um, which gonna give us a little quick one-hour tour of Victoria, British Columbia. I had been there before, so I it is it is stunning. It is beautiful. There's so many flowers, lots of history. Um, it was dark on our carriage ride. It was really cold, but we made the best of it and we had fun. So, what was the some of the highlights of this cruise? Definitely Glacier Bay and. Having that uh, Park Ranger narration throughout the ship was really awesome. Love La Bistro and their steak. Uh, I haven't mentioned this yet, but Jersey Boys, which is one of their production shows, was phenomenal. It was so good. Again, the crew at the Starbucks, the baristas there were just really friendly and welcoming. Loved my balcony, loved, love, loved having balcony during this uh, cruise to Alaska disembarkation was fast and easy I think I got off because my flight was at 11 30 so I got off by eight thirty. I think I was off the ship literally like kind of walked off to be honest with you it was super easy uh right outside the port there were cab cabs uh, one of them offered $45 to Seattle um Seattle airport and Seattle airports about, a, I want to say maybe like a 25 minute drive. So I thought $45 is not bad. Um, another thing that I really want to quickly mention because I had taken advantage of this program is called port port valet. You can sign up online. It's free. And I did it on my Royal Caribbean cruise last year when I went to Alaska where you sign up before your cruise and they take your bags the night before and they actually take them to the airport for you and they get them checked in for you and i was super excited about trying that again but unfortunately i do not know why but it was canceled for this cruise another thing that i learned about when flying from seattle is that they have something called sea spot saver s-e-a spot saver you can find it online again Uh, And if you don't have the the TSA pre-check or global entry or clear, uh, the TSA TSA lines were really long. They had like posters all over the place talking about um, scan the QR code and, you know, save your spot in line. And no one was really doing it. And I overheard one of the employees at the airport say, just uh, scan that and you can like totally not have to wait in this line so I gave it a try and I went I probably would have waited over an hour in that line I you guys I literally waited like five minutes after scanning that code so it's a good tip it's called CEA spot saver you can find it online so just an overall recap it was a great experience I'm so glad that I went during the springtime cruise to Alaska I do want to mention though as a complete and honest review R C sea day there the first so we boarded the ship day one on day two was a sea day and we are not in the inside passage yet the seas were really 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 choppy so you need to be prepared you need to make sure that you know you know either bring medicine over the counter or prescribed if you know that you are prone to motion sickness know where hopefully you're not in the aft or the very back of the ship or the very front of the ship and if you're not feeling well know where to go on the ship so just both of my cruises to Alaska have had really choppy sea days there was no actual storm on this one I don't know it just was really windy wind creates waves and I want to just be really completely honest about that because we rocked for an entire day that first day out to Alaska so it's important to know especially if you're a first-time cruiser when you're in the inside passage, it's smooth sailing. It's just when you're out in that open ocean, it's just, just a rocky ride. I'm so glad again and blessed that I had this opportunity with Norwegian Cruise Lines to cruise to Alaska. I feel more than ready and prepared to talk Alaska with anyone interested in going to Alaska. And I can't wait to go back one day. I would love to go back next time during the summer months, which I hear are the best ones to go. So I'm talking June, July, August. Thank you again for listening to my review of my cruise to Alaska with Norwegian Cruise Line. I hope you enjoyed my review of Cruising to Alaska with Norwegian. Please let me know if you have any questions. Leave me a review. Like and subscribe. And until the next time, we'll see you guys soon.